Welcome to the Seek Him Early podcast, featuring daily devotional studies on knowing, loving, and serving our Lord Jesus Christ. Each weekly program is from the book of that same title. I'm Pastor Watson, author of the book, pastor of Grace Bible Church in Meeker, Colorado, and director of Sola Scriptura Publications. This episode is part one of four on grace giving and is based on 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him. How sad it is that because of the abuses of money by false teachers, as Peter tells us in 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3, and even the misuses and mismanagement of it by true believers in churches, this is a touchy issue. But we dare not ignore this subject any more than we would ignore a marital problem simply because it's a sensitive area. Giving, in fact, is a crucial aspect of Christian living. While we considered in an earlier study that giving is one aspect of loving our Lord, we go deeper here to recognize it also as an integral part of our serving our Lord. The text before us is one of two key passages in the New Testament on Christian giving the other being 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9. In the tradition of journalism and other information gathering professions, let us first approach this crucial subject using the classic five W's and one H. First, there is the who of giving. With the words, let every one of you lay by him in store, Paul makes clear that every believer is to give to the work of God. The matter is not about age, social status, or even economic standing. Rather, it is all-inclusive. This is, in fact, one of the most important lessons we can teach our children, a lesson they will carry with them throughout their lives. Even those who are not well-off financially are to give. This is precisely the lesson we learn from the widow and her two mites in Mark 12, verses 41 through 44. A mite, that is a lepton, was the smallest bronze Jewish coin in circulation. These two lepta, therefore, were worth a whopping one-sixty-fourth of a Roman denarius. A denarius was a laborer's daily wage. While the rich gave out of their surplus, she gave all she had. Likewise, if we do not give when we have a pittance, we will not give when we have plenty. Second, therefore, we read, is the what of giving. What amount should we give? It is truly amazing, indeed, that the almost universal and automatic response to that question is, oh, I should tithe my 10%. But we need to realize that tithing had nothing whatsoever to do with giving. Several tithes were prescribed by the Mosaic Law, which totaled about 23%. 10% was given for the Levites, according to Leviticus 27.30, because they received no land inheritance or other means of support. Another 10% was set aside to sustain the national feasts and holidays in Deuteronomy 14, and an additional tithe was collected each third year for a benevolence fund that we see in Deuteronomy 14, 28, and 29. Again, these were not free will offerings, 
but rather taxes to operate the government, just as Christians are required to pay their taxes, according to Romans 13.6. While even the Old Testament had free will offerings, we read that in Leviticus 22.18 and 21, the New Testament standard is far superior. We give as God has prospered us. This is grace giving. It is giving not because we have to, but because we want to. Tithing was by law. Giving is by grace. Grace giving therefore means that we give to God in proportion to what he has given to us. It's an issue not of the wallet, but an issue of the heart. If you'd like to go a little deeper on your own, ponder this if you would. What example of giving do we read about in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 3? Our next episode is part 2 of 4 on grace giving, and it's based again on 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. May God richly bless you, my dear Christian friend. I pray that you will continue each day to seek Him early. Thank you.